0: Thank you for listening, guys. You can find us on all the socials, including Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Just search for Coffee with Kathy and Claire and make sure that you follow and subscribe. Love you all. Bye. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Coffee with Kathy and Claire. Um, we haven't actually got Kathy with us today, sadly, because as you may have seen on our socials, um, Kathy is in bereavement and she's taking a little bit of time off um she did lose her her nan but i, I am here today with jackie Rowe, and jackie is the new kathy for today so thank <laughs> you so much for ver- like for for coming along today jackie it's
1: good to be here and uh really excited to do this
0: yeah jackie is a transformation life coach um predominantly with women um she does hip Gnosis, and also is a circle facilitator and a psych k practitioner, and I just want to touch base a little bit more on what that is because we were just having a conversation before, and I don't really know. I didn't know what it was.
1: Yeah, so psych k is um, an energy based uh, psychology, if you like. So it's a it's a modality that we use, and with some elements of kinesiology in that. So we use muscle testing and. What it allows us to do is to work with a client and be able to flip um, a limiting or negative belief Mm -hmm. for them and replace that belief with a belief that they would rather have. So you get to choose what's the new belief. Yeah, And we can do that within one to two sessions, which is great.
0: That's amazing. So, I mean, today's um, episode is primarily on, um, you know, the intention for the listeners is to be able to resonate with feelings of being stuck, Um, definitely feelings of having self-doubt and loss of perspective. And I guess how I came to know you was that I followed you, stalked, if you like, (laughs) for like um, probably about 18 months. And you run a sister circle, which we'll talk a little bit more about in a minute. And um, so I was always like, oh, I'll just wait for someone to go down there with me. And then eventually I got to the point where I lost my own nan, and that led me to think, why do I need to go with anybody? I'm just going to go and I'm going to enjoy and I'm going to sit in Sister Circle. And since then, the things that you've done for me and for many women across the globe as well, because you're not just here in Australia, mm. um, you know, you've, you've worked some wonders for them. And I think maybe let's just talk a little bit about what Sister Circle is and what that does for, yeah. you know, your, your tribe.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, Sunrise Sister Circle is coming up to its fifth year, so we've been going quite a while now, and um, if you want, I can give you some background on how it all came about. Yes, and please, yeah. why I set Sister Circle up. So, um, going back quite a few years now, I um, was here living in Australia, and I had gone through, my family had gone through uh, a number of crisis points, and... Um, one of those crisis points was uh, one of my daughters being groomed by a drug dealer and she was sucked into the world of drugs and violence. I had another daughter who was very unwell at the time and in and out of neurology and um, and my little lad was um, a lot younger than them. He was around nine years old and, yeah. and he had some challenges around uh, dyslexia and, and work at school, etc. So there was quite a lot of things going on and um, my daughter, my eldest daughter, who had uh, been groomed by this drug dealer, um, ended up getting pregnant quite quickly, uh, which became an added on to the crisis. Yeah. And um, yeah, as life does, it, it sort of throws you lots of curveballs and, and these were massive and they were rolling one after the other. and. Yeah. Um, it was just really really challenging as a mother it was challenging um i questioned my own capacity as a mother uh whether i was good enough where had i failed where had i gone wrong and 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 at the same time you're trying to parent all of these children including my eldest um now at 16 and due to have a baby um etc so she went on to have the baby. The baby, um, without going into too much detail, the baby came into my care, yeah. uh, which was very, very young as an infant. And um, she's nearly 20. So we're talking, you know, this has been a journey. Yes. <laughs> and um, so that journey was quite t- challenging for me as a mother, as a woman. And um, it, it took me sort of on a really rough ride for a long time. And I really was looking for um, my tribe my support and there was nothing really that I could find I mean I'm from village life uh, yeah. from the northeast of England and in village life it's quite natural and easy um, women sort of we just know when one of the women is not where she feels she wants to be and everybody just seems to gather yeah, around. I can and, yeah I understand yeah and it's just her the support that she needs, and sometimes that's just making a cup of tea or, or being with them. It, yeah. it doesn't necessarily require a lot to give that support, but here in Perth, in Australia, in a new country, I just couldn't find anything. We had been here about five or six years by then, Yeah, and um, it struck me at that time that if, if I needed that and couldn't find it, then there must be other women. Who need that and yeah. can't find it, and I didn't take action on that at that time. There was lots of other things going on, but it was always in my mind. And then I got to the point where I thought, Well, um, you know, I had actually what I had done is um, found two simple tools, two really powerful but simple tools. Somebody gave me um, an online link to a short meditation and a breathwork practice. Yes i never heard of breath work back then. I didn't know what that was. Meditation was not my thing. It wasn't something I did. It's not
0: easy to do, is it?
1: No, I'd no. be the one at work looking around the room when everybody else is supposed to be the eyes closed and, I've and been there being too, calm. I was like wide awake. Like what's this crap about? Well, that was me back then. It's not me now, but that was me back then. Mm-hmm. And um, and I just made a commitment to myself that I would use these tools every day for thirty days. That was it. It was a simple thing. Mm -hmm. But within 30 days I was definitely feeling clearer that I could see solutions and things, the chaos was still there, the issues were still there. I had changed, my perception was changing. I wasn't as bogged down by everything and could see things a little bit more clearly and get some clarity and um, I then went on as you do when you're in this (laughs) situation to do my postgrad in coaching with Curtin University. Because I wanted to understand how I could help other women more. Um, and then I did the coaching and then that led me to creating Sunrise Sister Circle. And um, I didn't know at the time whether anybody would come, but I didn't really care. I just yeah. thought I'm going to offer it. So there was, I had clear intentions about it, one it was only for women, Yep. two, it was about mindset empowerment and self-growth and three it would always be free that those were the three things and so i just literally shared it with a few friends and said this is what i'm going to do if you want to come you can come and you know and that was it and i headed down the beach at sunrise because obviously
0: it's It's an early morning (laughs)
1: sunrise you gotta be there at sunrise so you've got to get up to be there um i took you know yoga mat i took my little circle thing and I set everything up and I thought well what's the worst that can happen nobody comes and I go have a coffee I have a morning on the beach and then I try again next week yeah so the first year I did it I did it every single week so it was 52 weeks we did it every week and the women on that first day I sat on the beach and I was like "Mm, are they going to come are they not going to come and then I just Suddenly heard them, they were laughing and talking. How
0: many people did you have come on your first?
1: Oh, I think it was about 12 or 15 women.
0: So it goes to show. I mean, that's yeah. not really promoting it either, mm-hmm. is it? That's not like using any socials or anything. I you didn't
1: just... have anything, no. Yeah. No, I had like a Facebook profile. It was just a private family thing. Yeah. Um, but no, I didn't have anything. But they came, you know, and mm-hmm. they have come every circle since.
0: Exactly. And I I think that's probably, you know, the thing that got me to come to Circle originally um, is that feeling as parents. And I think like this, you know, in my instance was just like a lot had happened and I'd lost my nan, who was my security blanket. Mm. And it just hit me like a ton of bricks. And I think it's because we went to the UK for six weeks. I broke my routine, my little comfortable routine that I'd yeah. been in for years and everything was just, you know, sailing along as it always does and we are all in routine and then all of Absolutely. a sudden mm-hmm. you lose your security blanket or you lose something or there's a trigger mm-hmm. and yeah, then everything yeah. falls. So I kind of felt which um my feeling that I had was that the there was an I was in the ocean. I think we've talked about this before. Yeah. I was mm-hmm. in the ocean and there was a wave that just took me out mm-hmm. and I could not see the top of the ocean I couldn't see the top where the mm. surface was mm. and I felt like I was just being rolled and then all of a sudden I could see it but I was like you know getting up there was a real struggle and I'd get up and then it was still really choppy mm. and that's kind of how how I felt and a lot of people who go here to your circle um will definitely feel the pressures of life in in particular for this episode like parenting and mm. um the neurodivergency that comes in that and having challenges within the dynamics of home life mm. um and and in terms of the the forks in the road, if you like, yeah. And I remember you on my very first circle talked about something that really was just like, yeah, this woman's the real deal, you know. <laughs> and it was about the the circle. Um, sorry, the the, the dance, dance of life. Yes, which yeah. I love. Yeah, I really love this.
1: Yeah, for sure. And the dance of life is. A, I suppose it's an analogy that I use in my work to yeah. help people to understand how, as you said before, you know, you fall into um, habits and patterns and familiarity. And Mm -hmm. we all do, because we all go through this journey of programming or conditioning, which Mm -hmm. is part of the human journey. So obviously when we're born, we're not born with values and beliefs or understanding or whatever. you know. And and that first seven years of our life, we're literally like um, a computer hard drive our mind records everything, and it absorbs everything, and we learn a lot of our adult habits in our early years, Yeah, but we, we're not always aware of them. So awareness is everything, and what happens is we fall into habits of behavior, so how we think, how we feel, and how we act, which is our personality, that's it. And um, we live our life on a repeat, like a Groundhog Day existence. And within that are these steps of a dance that we have learned long, long ago. And we don't even know that we've learned them. We don't know until, as you say, a crisis hits, as in the death of your nan for you. Yeah, for me, yeah. Um, For other people, it can be something different. It can be the loss of a job, the loss of a relationship. It can be many things. But often we do live this Groundhog Day existence where uh, and we do have 60 to 90,000 thoughts per day and you know, 80, 90% of those thoughts are exactly the same thoughts as we had the day before. Yeah. We just keep going, we just keep repeating. And and often we're not necessarily happy in that journey. We're not where we wanna be, but we just keep repeating it because we haven't stopped. And we have to start to look at what are the steps in the dance that we're taking and sometimes it takes a crisis to make us wake up exactly. to the patterns.
0: And you was also saying that you might be in um, in that stage where, for example, you're doing a new dance, but your people around you are like, wait a minute, you've always been mm-hmm. doing mm-hmm. the Foxtrot. Yeah. Why, you know?
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure. And, and again, that's part of that analogy. So what happens is people will either hit a crisis or what I usually say is, when life pinches tight enough you will move and until it pinches you tight you won't move you'll just keep repeating but one day something will just pinch that little bit tighter and you go i can't do this anymore i don't want to live like this anymore i want to do this i want to change this etc and um it just sparks this level of awareness within you and not everybody i think that's where a lot of people hit a stuck point because they don't know where to go they don't know what to do. They've got this awareness mm-hmm. that, actually, I'm not happy in my life or I hate this job or, um, you know, I'm a people pleaser and I don't know how to get out of that. So they hit some level of awareness about their life and they don't know what to do to change it. And that's where Sunrise Sister Circle comes in. A lot of women come to that because they feel stuck in their patterns or they've recognized that they need change and they don't know how. and that's a lot of the the work that we do. Mm-hmm. And so as they gain that awareness and they expand their conscious awareness, which is really what it is, they then begin to create change by noticing because what happens is as we expand our conscious awareness, when we slow the mind down, we do things like breath work, meditation, um, you know, walking by the beach, gardening, whatever it is for you that gives you that karma level of mind
0: yeah you talk a lot about your flow like what puts you into your flow
1: yeah so it could be something that's creative or Mm. you know um, sitting in the park or writing or reading whatever it might be but we need to take time to slow the mind down and as we begin to slow the mind down it allows thoughts and behaviours and emotions that we've been doing on repeat to become more evident to us so we become the observer of our own thoughts so we start to think about what we're thinking about yes it sounds a bit crazy but that's what it means and once we start looking at what we've been thinking about then we can choose to change it and we can start to repeat a new pattern to create new habits but as you say this is changing the steps of the dance where you're familiar and in every relationship we have we create a particular dance. And it's different in every relationship, whether that's with our partners, with our work colleagues, with our children, our parents, whoever it might be. And when you change the steps, they are often taken aback, particularly in um, a relationship where, you know, it's a close relationship and you've lived this dance for years and suddenly you're doing something different. They're gonna notice it. And they're not always going to like it mm-hmm. because often it has met their needs too, and so they would often be on the back foot and wondering what the hell's going on. This is our dance. This is what we do. You know, we fight or we ignore or we we behave like this or we behave like that. And now you're not doing that. Yeah, you know, some people choose to announce it and say, "I've been doing some work." I've had some realizations or I've noticed this about myself and I want to change it. So I'm no longer going to keep saying yes when really I want to say no because I feel like that's what I've been doing. So some people will announce it like that and share it with their partner. Others will just step by step and slowly begin to create a change. Some and individual
0: choices yeah and a new dynamic dynamic for that for that change as well and I think yeah. it gets a bit scary when you are trying to make change I think for a lot mm. of it women whether it be it, like you say in a job or whether it be that you're changing for example mm. say your parenting style so for my parenting style I'm trying to do things differently mm. um or, you know, anything that you're trying to do in your life that's changed can be a real challenge because you feel like you're sort of defined by these limits that you've always set yourself to. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, I don't want that limit anymore, I'm gonna put the bar higher. And so that can become quite overwhelming, I think.
1: It, it can because, I mean, the decision to change things comes from the conscious level of mind, that's your mm-hmm. creative mind. So you got oh, right, I want to be like this now, or I'm going to do this now, mm-hmm. whatever that might be. It might be speaking out at a meeting, or being um, clearer about your boundaries, or whatever it might be. But when we do that, the subconscious mind that has habitually been in that other state, in that other pattern, will pull against it. yeah It will pull you back into the familiar. Because the subconscious mind one its main job is to keep you safe. Yes, it's to keep you in the familiar.
0: Mm-hmm. And what
1: you're trying to do is pull out of the familiar and create a different step to the dance. And so you often find that there's this inattention and there's a theory called the, the growth zone theory. And um, when you look at the growth zone, the, if you imagine um, an onion cut through the center, yeah. and you notice all of the rings and they get smaller and smaller, if you look at the smallest circle right at the bottom at the center, that's familiar, that's where we live our life. Yeah, And the next ring around that is fear. Mm-hmm. And we can be paralyzed by our fear of what others will think of us. Yeah, What will happen? We lack confidence. We we scared to make the change. And um, there's a guy called Joe Dispenza. I <gasps> love him. Mm-hmm. Was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his book is amazing, which is Changing the Habits of Being Yourself. Yes. And uh, within his book and within his work, he talks about the river of change. So it's the same thing. It's still that fear zone. So this is the river of change that you're stepping into. Yeah. So often people step in and they will step back and forth and back and forth between the familiar and where they want to go and then they need help to move
0: i love joe dispenser to be honest with you i think he's Mm. absolutely amazing and he's probably i watched a video with his i might try and find the link to put on here but i watched a youtube clip and that's actually when i decided to do my work individually with you because obviously i think I've been doing stuff with you for the past probably eight, nine months. Mm. Um, but it was after that that I was like, I'm going to actually do some one-on-one work. And I I can probably well imagine that it would be a lot of the reason that um, the women do either come to Circle or come to see you, to have the life coaching.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure, they do. I mean, women will come... For lots of reasons but the common denominator is often that they want change and they don't know how to create change or they have um a situation that they cannot seem to find their way out of and um yeah i totally agree with you around Joe dispenser's work mm-hmm. love his work and his book was my big go-to book in the in the beginning as i was exploring different types of meditation and um and the mind and and as i was as I was coaching women and and moving more into doing circle work but yeah I think his book is amazing I recommended it to so many people yeah and uh, his meditations are um, amazing and
0: really really powerful really worth looking into they definitely are because I even just from that one little clip I was like oh my god this guy is amazing Mm. and like I guess the women in circle in particular I've been to a lot of circles it's about finding alignment um (laughs) there's so much that you can get out of them types of, because you said it before, Like this isn't something that hasn't been done for thousands of years in lots of different cultures.
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, women sitting in circle is um has happened for thousands of years, yeah. it, it really has. And women have always come together to share wisdom mm-hmm. and connect. And when the women, I mean, every circle is different, I will say yes. that. Not every circle you go to is gonna be like the circles that I run. Everybody has their own personality and their own style and the way that they do it. And mine have a very clear intention. It is about self-empowerment, it is about Mm self-growth. Whereas others may be more spiritual, if you like, although we do meditation and we do breath work and we do um, energy work, so we do that stuff. But the intention is always the same, it's around self-empowerment and self-growth. Because I really want women to be able to comfortably be able to speak their truth and to you know to set their boundaries and to to live a life that they love because they have a right to live a life that they love regardless of what situation they're in and I've, I've never ever found that I've worked with any woman where she has not found a new way forward Like we've always been able to Look at her situation and identify ways forward for her, so sh- so that she does step into
0: a life that she loves by making new choices and creating new steps to her dance. I love that, and it's even for myself. I mean, I've been there when it's had when I've had, I guess, a transitioning period. You could al- you can almost mm. call it. I think you'd probably remember when I was. Um, I did a meditation with you and. It was an amazing experience. For me. Do you, I remember. Oh, yeah. no I was like, I just need a minute. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It really was like one of them. I need a minute moments, and it was. Um, that was in Women Rising. It was. It was in Women Rising. A different it's, circle. Yeah. It was so. It was a smaller group, and it yes. was one that was very intimate mm-hmm. um, and a safe place to be able to really just be yourself organically Mm. and authentically. And um, when I come out of that meditation that we did, the thing that had happened for me, and I'll cut it short because it was quite a long story, but basically um, I was going through a tunnel and it was just green. Mm. And all of a sudden there was every single season um, there was snow, summer, spring, autumn. And then there was myself in like a white gown. And then all of a sudden, there was like loads of like versions, sort of, versions of, of me. Yeah. yeah. And, and then I kind of had that epiphany that it was like, oh my gosh, these are the versions of myself that I'm shredding, mm-hmm. that I loved or mm. served me a purpose. But now mm-hmm. I don't, they don't, it's not that I don't, that they were bad. It was no. just that they don't really serve me now
1: yeah exactly and and you know there's a lot of things that we do you know in our younger years or as a child or as a teenager or as a young adult or whatever yeah. that no longer serve us in the next season of our life yeah. and that's okay and that's just part of growth and a lot of people get quite um, scared by this feeling of oh my god you know it doesn't feel the same it's
0: not meant to no
1: because when we grow you will feel it
0: and you feel growing pains, right?
1: It's sort of like that, yeah, because when people panic, as we said before, when they change the steps to the dance or they're mm-hmm. stepping into that river of change, as Joe Dispenza says, it can feel scary. Yeah. But that scary feeling, it's how you perceive it to be and it's how you name it. So yeah. if you name it as scary, it's, it's going to feel scary. If you name it as, and just noticing, I'm changing, and this is the feeling of change. Yeah. As I move towards new change, it's going to feel a little bit scary. So, just reassuring yourself
0: as you go through that change is important. Uh, I hundred percent agree, and also like, even with that that transition of like, for example, with my myself, um, and parenting that change into parenting mm. was. I'm not going to lie, like, difficult for me. And I don't think I realised how difficult it was for me until I become aware of it, and that's only recently. Mm -hmm. It's only recently that, for me, being a parent of one was hard then, but I didn't really realise that. And Mm -hmm. I think what happened for me and why I come to Circle and something that I worked out Mm -hmm. when we've worked together is that, you know being a parent was really difficult and there's so many challenges and actually I've only just sort of matured enough to realise so it took until 40 for me to be like okay well this is hard whereas mm. I'd always know it would but I never really realised how difficult it was because mm. of all of the you know we've talked about it before where the expectations of mums we've got so much social media we've yep. got so much um, that we're expected to achieve work keep the house tidy take the kids to the clubs like mm. all of these things and especially in my situation and I know that there is a lot of listeners out here that would be um, definitely in the, in the same category with the FIFO lifestyle which yeah. I don't know if you work with anybody that, that yeah. are in FIFO
1: exactly so i um- yeah, I do. I mean, I have lots of women whose husbands work away for lots of different reasons, whether it's FIFO or, or something else. And, you know, and I think just going back to what you said that about parenting, mm. we sort of have this expectation that we just fall into it and it all works. And it doesn't mm-hmm. sometimes. You know, I have more than one child who have, um, let's say, an extended need or they have... Um, Really, they had some challenges around learning and things like that. And mm-hmm. there was lots of extra things that needed to be done. And none of us are really prepared for parenting. We don't know it. No. It's a learn on the job type of thing.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, a lot of mothers really are quite harsh and critical with themselves. And guilty. They do. Yeah. And, and, and we, we have this crazy busy life. Mm-hmm. Where we're expected to be all things to all people all of the time, mm-hmm. some of that is part of our patterning. If we're a people pleaser and we've fallen into that category over the years, so we never say no to anything, yep. um, because when we do, it feels uncomfortable for us.
0: Yeah, we feel like we're letting someone down.
1: Yeah, yeah, and 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 some of it is um, really uh, just challenging expectations of one person. To to carry the load because what often happens with, with mums and with women, because most mums now are working as well yeah. as raising children. And even if they're not working outside the house, they're raising children, it's a hard job yeah. often. I mean it's also beautiful and it's also amazing and you know, you're raising these beautiful children. But that's You know, if we don't sugarcoat everything and we just look at it as it is, it could be tough. It is. You know, the lack of sleep is tough. The You know, the challenges with behavior sometimes is tough. So we beat ourselves up quite regularly Yeah. because we're not perfect at parenting. But there's nobody else expecting that except us. Mm. And there's also this... um, There's a lot of women that I work with and um, a word that comes to their mind often is I should... Should. I should do this. I don't like the word should either. Yeah, so I should be doing this, I should be doing more, I should be doing this, da da, 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 da whatever. Yeah. Um, and there's actually a theory of the shoulds. And um, the only person that creates those shoulds are us. Yeah. We do it as mothers. We create them and it adds extra pressure and stress yes. for us. And, um, and I'm currently working with um, a beautiful circle of women. I have a mother's circle that I'm running at the moment in the city. Uh, and that's funded through Nangala. Yeah. And, um, and these women have found Circle amazing because it's a place where they've been able to be themselves and share their thoughts around parenting and the challenges. Yes. You know, and it's just having that safe space where you can actually say, I'm actually finding it tough. Yeah. You know, and nine times
0: out of ten, somebody else is going to say, me too. Yeah. And yeah. that's what I think the beauty of these circles that you do, and especially the one that you are doing at Nangala, because mm. that is for, for mums, mums yeah. who are, isn't it, like, Nangala's like um Nangala
1: is a, um, it's a well-known organisation in, yeah. in Perth, it has an amazing reputation, and uh, they work with parents, right? and this is part of their parenting arm, yeah. if you like, to provide support for parents and um yeah so it, it was through a grant process i applied for grant and was given the grant and i said this is what i want to do i want to offer this circle for mothers and they loved the idea and we went with it and um so it's a four-week journey and we have done three weeks and next week is our last one and um the circle is dream believe and achieve wow yeah you know so it, it really just opened the door for these um very young moms you know that not as in teen mums but quite young mums and um, to be able to dream again to take some time for themselves to say hang on a minute who am I again because we can forget ourselves in the journey of parenting we as a woman and our dreams and our aspirations and our desires can get left behind in the busyness
0: of the role of mothering that's true and I think I've had that issue before of Who am I? What was... You know, what did... Yeah, what did I want? You know, know, that's... Mm. I I, I think that's probably... Like, it's not like I don't know who... What my identity is. Mm. But I definitely feel as though... It was a little bit distorted... Like what do I like doing? Like I completely forgot what I like doing, mm-hmm. and it was really difficult to try and you know. So I was doing things like golf, like <laughs> 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 and like I'm not saying I don't like golf, yeah. But it doesn't give me the pleasure that let's say for example what we're doing here now, being yeah. two women who who share a lot of the same views in terms of mm. perspective, um, and that are talking and obviously broadcasting it out to a wider audience. That that's something sure. that I love doing, but it took come in to see yourself or to start working on my own self yeah. to be able to work out, or oh, this is what I'd actually like to do, mm. you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, we've all got passions and dreams and desires and they change as, as the seasons change yeah. sometimes in our life. You know, it's mm-hmm. what we wanted when we were 20. We may not necessarily want now. But usually there's something that burns, I always say, deep within us, all of us. Yeah. We've all got a burning desire to do a particular something. And I also believe that we are all here to be of service. And that doesn't mean servitude. That doesn't mean doing more work for other people. It means being of service within this this physical space, this earth, like we're here for a purpose, all of us. And we've all got a beautiful gift. And that gift lines up with our purpose. And sometimes it can just take a little time to realize what that is. Or we have put our gifts and our purpose on the back burner
0: yeah.
1: as we parent and as we raise young children. Yeah. And and that's okay, you know, if it's a choice and it's like, you know, that's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to wait till my children are a little bit older or whatever. That's fine. You know, that's that's a choice that we can make. But it's an issue when we are feeling completely um drained of energy yeah and exhausted in the parenting journey yeah. and feeling like we're not being seen or heard yeah by anybody that's when it begins to feel challenging
0: yeah you know that's true and i i, I actually was gonna i'll ask you a question because mm. um and this has just come to mind now but it's really interesting to me because i have a lot of conversations with people about kids and stuff obviously yeah. and um I spoke to a lady in one of my stores yesterday that I work for, work with, and I said to her, oh, blah, 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 I was talking about children and my son was doing something that was vexing me. Mm. And she was like, oh, my kids were fine. Like, I had really, you know, I, I got really good lucky with my kids. Diddler. And I said, oh, do you mind me asking how old they are? And she was like, oh, 25, 26. Mm. And interestingly enough, I have spoken quite a bit to other parents who have kids who are like 25, 26. Mm. And a lot of them were literally not feel that it was as difficult as what say we have it now Mm. um you know because i don't actually think and i'm gonna not saying that everybody who's raising kids now of the ages of sort of like who are eight in this moment Mm. find it as a challenging but most of them are just like and they have exactly what you said exhaustion Mm. overwhelm Mm. you know Mm. it's almost like there's been a shift. Which means that people do need to come to places like sisters' circles in for mums in particular, yeah. or for parenting, you know, um, In or something, yeah. In Gala, or even for men to go to see a life coach, for yeah. example, yeah, would be for an sure. amazing way to be able to. Yeah. And there's groups out there for men too. I mean, fathers too also need
1: support. Of course but, they do. But what I was going to say before was, and and this is, I guess, in some ways a generalisation, but I think a lot of women will um, resonate with this. The women tend to be. Um, the, the holders of all the, the need, so they carry the mental load yeah. of making sure everything is planned. Every lunch is made, every school appointment is met, every dental appointment is booked. And, and, you know, often a lot of, well, I'm in lots of different groups with lots of different women. And a lot of women whose husbands run their own businesses... Do a lot of that too. So they're doing the admin invoicing and things. Absolutely. So they're doing all of that. They're holding down a job. They're raising young children. They're also carrying all of the mental load. Yeah. And and then they wonder why they're not sparky and Heading for a mental breakdown. (laughs) (laughs) They're exhausted. (laughs) You know? And and a lot of it, once you start to do the work and once you start to get present with yourself, because that's what it is. Yes. It's about getting present with yourself, which allows your conscious awareness to expand. And getting present means getting quiet, finding time. And a lot of mums go, oh no, I'll never have time, I don't have time. You do, you can find 10 minutes before you sleep. It's true. Or you, you need to go to the loo, don't you? So you can take an extra five minutes to go to the loo, whatever, so yeah. you need to find time. And as I said, my two go-to are Breath work, Conscious breath work, particularly strong, and um, short meditations, you know. Yeah. But getting present and calming the mind and the body is finding that awareness.
0: Thanks so much, Jackie. I feel like you've given so much information and obviously we've gotten to the stage where we can't fit everything in in one episode. So I'm going to just thank you for your time and we're going to call this part one. And definitely have you back for um, going more deeper into these types of things that you've just talked about in terms of meditating, breath work, all these things that can help to, like you say, calm your mind and get into the flow, which I really love when you talk about. So we will really look forward to having you back for part two. Um, I'm encouraging any of our listeners to obviously Get in touch with any of their thoughts about this episode, anything that they want to bring to the table. Um, I'd like to ask just for that like and subscribe to keep Coffee with Kathy and Claire alive. And we will see you again for part two with Jackie Rowe. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening, guys. You can find us on all the socials, including Facebook, Instagram and TikTok. Just search for Coffee with Kathy and Claire and make sure that you follow and subscribe. Love you all. Bye.